all talk, all the time. This is TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. It's time for Healthy Talk Radio. Healthy Talk Radio with Julian Whitaker, MD, America's Wellness Doctor, and Deborah Ray, America's First Lady of Health. Coming to you live from the headquarters of the Global Health Network and across the world wide web. <gasps> Computers can do that? It's America's longest running radio program dedicated to your health and wellness. What's taking place here is an alternative approach. Get in on the phone lines now by calling 1-800-307-3002. Now, here's Dr. Whitaker and Deborah Ray. Good day. Welcome to Healthy Talk Radio. I'm Deborah Ray. Well, it's a pilot project. EPA with University of Maine wants you to mail back your unused prescription medication. They think it's going to take 1.5 tons of unused drugs out of our landfills. It's an important nutrient that's once again been in the news. Uh, in fact, it fits the bill of Supplement Extraordinaire, Coenzyme Q10. And our special guide today, uh, our resident medical expert, America's Wellness Doctor, Julian Whitaker, MD, joins us today to tell you more about some of the latest research, answer your questions. Yes, we invite you to go to the phone, pick it up, give us a call. Your questions about taking Coenzyme Q10 for your heart health. And, of course, there's more with Dr. Julian Whitaker joining us today right here on Healthy Talk Radio. Now the news and views about the news you won't hear anywhere else. The Healthy Talk Radio News Digest. Our mission to provide that healthcare news and views from credible sources that you won't hear anywhere else brings America's wellness doctor, Julian Whitaker, MD, to us. Dr. Whitaker, hello and welcome. Good morning, Deborah. So nice to be with you. I had a nice, uh, relaxing trip, kind of a working vacation, but uh, I'm ready to go. That's great, because so many people have inquired, where is he? I miss him. <laughs> When's he, he coming off back? off the planet, right. <laughs> well, where this, is that guy? <laughs> this is interesting, because it made uh, today's uh, Medscape, WebMD, the Archives of Pediatric and Adolescent Medicine, has a study of giving glutamine in enteral nutrition to very low birth weight babies. And as uh, uh, you and I well know, we have all too many premature births in this country, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Whitaker. This glutamine decreased the risk of atopic dermatitis 87%. That's 90%. I know. I know. Wow. Glutamine. <laughs> and so... Um, did they say what the mechanism was? Because this actually is quite new to me that glutamine would uh, eliminate certain allergies. They felt that it was because very low birth weight babies often have not only undeveloped but lungs, uh, but the, their immune system in the digestive system uh, it mm-hmm. is not sufficient to be not be triggered by offending allergens. That glutamine, just like it helps to you know to heal a stomach ulcer, might help the lining of that gut and reduce the incidence of uh, atopic um, you know, allergen-triggered dermatitis in these yeah, very low... That, yeah, so it would reduce the leaky gut uh, problem. Exactly, exactly. And glutamine, you know, it's, I've always been fascinated as to why or how glutamine, which is an amino acid, could be so powerful to eliminate such chronic and debilitating conditions such as ulcerative colitis and, uh, right. and, and irritable bowel syndrome. Right. Because it's not an acid, but it is a healing amino acid 
that um, you just have to know about. I mean, conventional physicians, I don't know of a conventional physician yet dealing with these problems, you know, the gastroenterologist or the internist that will actually give glutamine a try. You have to give it a try in large doses for the adult. But that's exceptionally exciting uh, in the neonates uh, and the premature babies that you could get them started off on the right foot as far as their gastrointestinal tract is concerned with glutamine. And there's a GI surgeon out of Harvard whose work, unfortunately, is, is not well known, although his, his wife, uh, Dr. Judy Shabert, who wrote a book about glutamine, uh, was the first to, to really tout it mainstream. He's a, a GI surgeon, um, practices at Harvard. He regularly reverses short bowel syndrome by giving his patients pre- and post-op powdered glutamine, Dr. Whitaker. And the short bowel is when it has to resect a lot of the uh, uh, intestinal tract, and then they have a very watery, constant diarrhea as a result of the reduction in length of the intestinal tract. Exactly. exactly. And glutamine reduces that. And so this is a surgeon at Harvard, right? Right, right. I'm sure he's a a wolf crying in the wilderness. (laughs) Probably so. Probably so. Speaking of which, the American Heart Association is uh, hosting their annual scientific sessions in Orlando. The Israelis came and presented a study. Unfortunately, it didn't get widespread press. When I found it, it was an eye-opener, Dr. Whitaker. They took a look at type 2 diabetics, and as you have taught us, uh, that often goes hand-in-hand with heart disease. This was supposed to be a four-year study of Mm -hmm. giving these type 2 diabetics additional vitamin E. 400 international units uh, each day of a mixed natural tocopherol. Um, they had identified that these type 2 diabetics had a particular uh, genetic phenotype that set the stage that they were much more uh, at risk for clots and heart attacks and strokes. They had to stop the study at 18 months into a four-year study because those taking the vitamin E cut in half the risk of any blood clot, heart attack, or stroke, and the, the significance of all of the cross-the-board cardiovascular benefit was so significant that they stopped the trial midstream. And that for- is, <laughs> most of the time, they stop a trial like this. I know with the oral hypoglycemic drugs, they stop a trial because the drugs are doing just the opposite, I creating know. additional problems. But here you stop a trial because without the vitamin E, patients were in uh, much significant and obvious jeopardy right. that they right. couldn't continue it. Right. That is fascinating. That And vitamin E has gotten some negative press in the mm-hmm. past, and it's, it's that is all generated by the um, competitive urges of the pharmaceutical companies just to bash anything nutri- nutritional that is helpful. But we've talked about two just now that are dramatically helpful that if they were a drug, they would be a billion-dollar sales immediately. If any of if the glutamine and these vitamin E results were coming from a, a patented prescription drug. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, the Japanese researchers were there, University of Chiba, there in the American Heart Association's annual scientific conference. They had some interesting information. They were focusing on blood flow around the heart. And as you have taught us, uh, particularly um, in our discussions of uh, uh, counterpulsation, uh, you know that lack of blood flow around the heart can often relate to, re- result in chest pain, angina. They took a look at the polyphenols in dark chocolate. Commented the, that these cacao poly- uh, polyphenols in dark, dark chocolate are four times the amount 
of the polyphenols that you would find in green tea or red wine and found that the chocolate quote, significantly, unquote, increased coronary blood flow, actually helped to reverse the syndrome, uh, the symptoms of angina, um, eating dark chocolate on a regular basis for the health of your heart, <laughs> Dr. Whitaker. And, the, and I have just pulled out my Godiva dark chocolate <laughs> bar. It cost me $2.90. And I'm going to kind of suck on this a little bit in between uh, conversations. Uh, it's amazing to me that dark chocolate and red wine are both listed by the British Heart Association as health foods of part of the seven. I think there were seven health foods, were they, they were, not? They were. And dark chocolate and red wine are health foods. So um, we're not talking about milk chocolate, though milk chocolate probably has some benefits that are un, unpublicized, but the dark chocolate that are high in those uh, phenols and the essence of the cocoa uh, definitely have some um, positive results. And I had no idea that the polyphenols are uh, are so rich in dark chocolate, four times the amount, these Japanese researchers uh, commented, than that found in red wine or green tea. Incredible. Well, that this, is wonderful. This is a little disturbing. The current journal of pediatrics um, has some research uh, out of a major medical center, West Jefferson Medical Center in New Orleans. Um, the comment is that we have medicalized babies spitting up. The, the, the take-home message here, Dr. Whitaker, was that one in five babies, infants in this country, are now prescribed prescription reflux medications. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I was talking to a friend the other day. She has two new grandbabies. Uh, both sons have, have you know, new, new babies. And the pediatricians, you know, the, the typical spitting up, they're recommending these medications. And luckily, she's the grandmother's like, babies do this. Don't give them the drugs. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I, you know, I, Deborah, I hear things like this, and I hear the information that we bring to our listeners, and I just cannot figure out where the doctors are. You know, I know, you know, our listeners know that they are just automatons, you know. They're just drug pushers for the pharmaceutical industry. But how can they, you know, take these natural phenomenon with our children and medicalize it and drug it? I just, I, where are they? They, uh, their brains, did they just decide to uh, be unconscious the rest of their professional life? It's amazing to me. Well, Dr. Abramson and I had a discussion in your, in your absence that now it was, in, it was in JAMA. 65% of the department heads in our medical schools are right now on drug company payrolls, where 10 years ago, zero, zero. Ten years ago, zero. Now 65% are on the Back payroll. With more of Dr. Whitaker on Healthy Talk Radio. America's first source for breaking healthcare news and up-to-the-minute healthcare information. Healthy Talk Radio with Deborah Ray and America's wellness doctor, Julian Whitaker, MD. Our line's open, inviting you to join uh, Dr. Whitaker, America's wellness doctor, at 1-800-307-3002. That's 1-800-307-3002. And uh, talking yesterday about some of the unfolding uh, additional research about a unique nutrient, one that when you ask nutritional doctors what would they never be without on that desert island, <laughs> nine times out of ten, coenzyme Q10 is on that short list, supplement extraordinaire, Coenzyme Q10 back in the news, Dr. Whitaker. Wonderful. Tell me about it. What's what's in the news on CoQ? 
Well, the news is about uh, some very interesting uh, studies, um, uh, double-blind, randomized, placebo-controlled studies about the ability of coenzyme Q10 uh, in terms of improving um, exercise function, um, actually making a difference in, in heart failure patients. And um, you know, when we take a look at the fact that uh, you know all too often so many of our heart patients are taking you know prescription medications uh, that impact um, their you know their their coenzyme Q10 levels, it's probably no wonder that we are now seeing you know a great deal more information and particularly. Um, vasodilation, um, improved functional uh, capacity of blood vessels. Um, you know, it was just <laughs> Italian researchers at, at their major heart institute saying coenzyme Q10 improved cardiac function in heart patient hands down. Well, the, there's two very interesting things about coenzyme Q10. Number one, it represents a huge medical breakthrough. This is uh, this is on par with the discovery of insulin. However, I consider it a more significant breakthrough than the discovery of insulin, because if we look at insulin, we're looking at maybe one percent of the population that actually need this for the type one insulin dependent diabetics. Ninety percent, right. uh, if not ninety five percent of the patients that have diabetes don't have insulin-dependent diabetes. They have actually production of excessive amounts of insulin. But anyway, insulin was a major discovery. However, we're looking at its benefits in 1% to 2% of the population. If we look at coenzyme Q10, it could benefit and actually save the lives of 30 to 50% of the population if it was used appropriately. And it could reduce the complications of a widespread of diseases, Parkinson's disease and heart disease, Alzheimer's disease and, and um, um, uh, gastrointestinal problems. And the reason that coenzyme Q10 has such a widespread benefit is that it is an essential element in all energy-extracting reactions. You see, coenzyme Q10... Uh, ushers the electrons down the metabolic chains that um, are required when you're burning food to make ATP, which is your energy molecule. And without coenzyme Q10, energy production shuts down. So we have this huge benefit. The second interesting thing about coenzyme Q10, and we'll talk more about its um, products, is it like an orthomolecular discovery. It's going to be around the rest of humanity's lifestyle, sure, life, sure. life uh, time. Sure. Uh, any drug discovered or used back in 1957 is already on somebody's dusty shelf. <laughs> True. But coenzyme Q10, vitamin C, vitamin E are constantly in the news because these orthomolecular substances are not going to go out of style. They are going to continue to be found to be beneficial. And uh, I've done a lot of work with coenzyme Q10. I put in a, you know, citizen's petition to the FDA to carry warnings on these cholesterol statin drugs, you know, the Lipitor, the Provacol, the Zocor, to warn patients that these drugs block the production of coenzyme Q10. Those uh, petitions, um, uh, those citizen's petitions were, were, I think it was um, 780 pages long. Wow. 
Wow. With wow. most of it being published research on how the statins block the production of coenzyme Q10, the complications of such, and how supplemental coenzyme Q10 could reduce all of the complications of the statin drugs. Well, I want to hear more, but Donna wants to talk to you. She's on a cell phone, Dr. Whitaker. Oh, let's get her on the line. I know those cell phone bills. They go up. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, Donna. Hey, um, I appreciate your program. And um, I'm one who has only the small intestines, and I've lost um, like 16 inches of my ileum due to uh, a J-pouch that they tried to create mm-hmm. to help... Um, you know, allow me to not have an oleostomy and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, um, that first pouch failed, so now I'm, my intestines is even shorter. And mm-hmm. they, you know, through surgery, they decided that they were going to create another pouch that they felt the intestines was long enough to spare more. Mm-hmm. So I'm now functioning pretty good. You know, I don't have any um, problems at the connections and all that, but I do have a problem definitely with um, diarrhea. Sure, yeah, with, the, okay. The lack of intestines. And, and the question is, should, well, will glutamine help? What, yeah, I, I, and I did that years ago, but I did that along with a lot of other products because I was reading this great uh, prescription book, and it was um, from a holistic, you know, I got it from the, um, you know, the, um, the health, food store. health food store. Yeah. yeah. And it's an mm-hmm. excellent book, but it really only gave information for those who are suffering with Crohn's and colitis disease, right. but, but with a whole... Well, what what Deborah just reported were studies that individuals with exactly what you have, which is short intestine syndrome, do exceptionally well with glutamine. Okay. So the 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 bottom line is, you know, rush, run, don't walk to your health food store. Get a hold of glutamine and remember, get the powdered glutamine. Powder. Yeah, the powder because uh, dose. Yeah, dose man. No, it's not so much the uh, that, but it's easier to take a teaspoon of glutamine or two teaspoons of glutamine than it is to take five to ten or or ten to twenty capsules. Okay. So the powder makes dosing easier. And remember the powder psyllium husk. Excuse me. I do powder psyllium husk. That's right. What you could do natural. Yeah, what you could do is you could even put the glutamine in the powdered psyllium husk. Okay. I, I do things like that all the time. You know, okay. I mix these magics. Right. So you have a mixed magic potion. And is it L-glutamine? or Because years ago I did L-glutamine. It is L-glutamine, right. L-glutamine. The L okay. just happens to be a, a connotation of the um, of the clockwise or counterclockwise uh, uh, orientation of the um, molecules. and. And basically, L-glutamine, I think, is all that is available. You don't oh, really okay. need it. Okay. So, but, so, and but, and um, I do probiotics. Is another product that um, I found to be beneficial? Good. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. If you get a, I think the glutamine is going to be a, you know, kind of essential to the problem. But as a holistic doctor, okay. I almost never rely on a single element. Okay. Conventional physicians are routinely here. Yeah, this pill does it. I don't do that. Right. You know, I do probiotics. I do glutamine. I would do fiber. I would do, um, you know, eating in 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 uh, five or six times a day rather than just three. I do exercise to slow down the absorption rate. Uh, most holistic physicians, you know, use a variety of techniques to uh, solve a problem. So that's as what I was going to ask you. Is there something more I can do? I don't do. 
Um, I learned that I cannot do coffee. I tried that. I, I was hooked on it for a little while, but I'm, it really doesn't agree with me. And a lot of foods I do know to stay away from dairy, I don't do. Um, um, I think, I think I, uh, the, the coffee would not have any association to the current problem we're talking about. No, good but it, or just, bad. It, it encourages um, bowel movements. Yeah, would it make it? And, would, then it would make it worse. Yeah, it, and it, and, it, and it allows for acids and everything. I don't know why that is, but my body just produces like more acids, and then I'm yeah, in trouble. The, the new then low acid inflamed. coffee might be a better choice. Or yeah. just just yeah. not coffee. I right. do, yeah, I do decaf tea now. I, I already converted that one. I figured that one out. Well, look, look uh, even though we like to use a shotgun, only do two or three additional things and call us back, and that is to do glutamine. Now, I'd, be, right. I'd be very careful about yet another operation. Um, yeah, exactly. I don't. I can't afford. I don't believe anymore. Donna, stay put right there. We don't want to cut you short. If you have another question, back with more of America's Wellness, Doctor Julian Whitaker on Healthy Talk Radio. The information on Healthy Talk Radio may not represent the views of this network, this radio station, or its sponsors, but it might just be good for your health. Now, here's Julian Whitaker, M.D., America's Wellness Doctor, and Deborah Ray, America's First Lady of Health. With open phone lines, inviting you to join us at 1-800-307-3002. We promise to tell you more about coenzyme Q10 and Dr. Whitaker's innovative uses, uh, uh, particularly given the fact we were talking about these two recent studies uh, indicating uh, an Italian study that for heart failure patients increased nitric oxide, um, which, of course, benefits blood flow in so many ways with coenzyme Q10. And the second study indicating uh, dramatic increase in a, uh, a very important antioxidant in the body, superoxide dismutase, both of which, uh, you know, lead us to believe, as you've already indicated, uh, Dr. Whitaker, that, you know, whether it's Parkinson's or gum disease, uh, tinnitus, I mean, there is an interesting <laughs> correlation with coenzyme right. Q10 mm-hmm. deficiency. Well, you know, the um, variety of benefits that can occur from this particular supplement um, is unique. Now, people need to realize that this is not extracted from food. Coenzyme Q10 is endogenously produced and is found in quantities, in high L quantities, in things like muscle and heart. But you don't get coenzyme Q10 from foodstuffs very frequently. In other words, the, the original form of coenzyme Q10 was beef heart. And in that, in beef heart, there was only small amounts of coenzyme Q10, and you could only take small amounts of coenzyme Q10 until they figured the formula out and figured out how to make it. Merck did that back in the 1960s. And because they tried to, con- to alter the molecule, you know, to uh, put some methyl groups on so they could patent it. They can only patent th- uh, uh, molecules that are not found in life forms. Right. Uh, when they, every time they altered it, it wouldn't work. So they gave up on this incredibly beneficial molecule. So the proprietary um, rights to Japan to manufacture it and wash their hands of it. It was amazing. They had a, even Merck had a patent on coenzyme Q10 to reduce the complications of the statin drugs. That patent was issued in 1990 and 1991, uh, two patents, that it would block the complication and treat the complication rate of the statin drug. But they never told anybody about it, never utilized the patent, but they blocked other 
drug companies from utilizing coenzyme Q10 to protect patients. It is one of the mo- it is one of the most inexplicable behaviors of the drug companies that I can imagine. Why would they not let people know that coenzyme Q10 could stop the muscle pain, weakness, and congestive heart failure that are brought on by the statins? And why would they not let people know that coenzyme Q10 could stop and treat the liver problems that are brought on by the statins? It's just inexplicable to me that they would have a patent and not even tell the doctors about it. So, um, the, the, but the value of coenzyme Q10, they, they ship it to Japan. Japan's been making the world supply. Now other countries now, I think China is making some coenzyme Q10. The price will go down. And what's going to happen is that they're going to demonstrate by a conclusive study that coenzyme Q10 substantially reduces the risk of and helps to treat Alzheimer's disease. And when that occurs, the world supply of coenzyme U10 is going to temporarily or dry up. Now, that's interesting um, that you bring that up because a couple of years ago I was talking with somebody deeply involved. In fact, he was some, uh, on Carl Folker's original team, and there was a problem at the time with coenzyme Q10 supply, and they've actually completed a, uh, a, a production facility in Texas. And the, you know, the thought behind the scenes, Dr. Whitaker, was with the push to have more statins, more statins, more statins, <laughs> that right. many uh, who were in the know said, we better have some more coenzyme Q10 on hand. So I didn't realize there was a production facility in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Well, then that, that, to my knowledge, is the first American-based production, but I don't think it has anywhere near the volume no, no. or the capacity that the Japanese concern has or that the oncoming Chinese.